Today we're looking at something that's basically a mission in Perkevis. You could see this as a commentary on a mission in Perkevis. That's not how I'm going to see it, but you can choose to see it that way. Uh, everything that I was going to talk about is found in the fourth parak of Perkevis. We're going to talk today about the idea that people are not supposed to make decisions by themselves, not supposed to make decisions by fiat. Um, my introduction to this, which is something that I put in the WhatsApp group a little bit, is that this is definitely against the model of Chabad houses as I've always understood them. That is, um, I didn't ever read this anywhere. No one ever told me explicitly that this is the law. But at, And tell me if you got a totally different impression than I did. Please volunteer. My impression from being around Shluchim and Chabad Meistas has always been that there's a certain uh, value to a Shliach or a Rav or somebody running a Meistas to being able to make decisions unilaterally, all by themselves, almost like a dictatorship. And that's kind of something that we're proud of, that uh, unlike other organizations that are frequently paralyzed by multiple people backing up board decisions and this board fighting with that board, something that's supposed to be, or at least in my idea, was something that made Chabad uh, special <laughs> if sometimes, uh, and, some, and functional, plus or minus, depending on the situation, was the fact that we have, uh, Shluchim usually run their Chabad houses exclusively. Arav usually has some degree of exclusive power. Uh, if you'd asked me yesterday, um, what is our model when it comes to taking outside advice, I would have told you it's uh, it's a low priority or a near zero priority when it comes to how people usually run Chabad Meistus. Uh, and I would have been completely wrong because what I have discovered through preparing this year is that the Rebbe is, uh, is the Rebbe demands, uh, the Rebbe demands that, uh, that we, that we take other people's uh, opinions into account when we're making decisions, especially for a Meisad. And the Rebbe is shocked and upset when he hears that there are some Meisadists being run by one person. He actually writes in a couple of letters that we're looking at today that he was very surprised to hear that somebody dared to run a Meisad by themselves and not have an advisory board that they were listening to. So in, in light of this, I think this is a somewhat surprising share, at least it is for me. I'd like to run us through a couple of these letters. Uh, let me move this out of the way so I can see what I'm doing. Our first letter on the screen is, of course, from exactly 50 years ago. Our Chof uh, Sivan, which is my birthday. My birthday's coming up. Don't forget to get me presents. It is Tavshin Lamed Gimel, Chof Sivan. Uh, it's actually a day of terrible destruction for the Jewish people. We fasted for many years on that day, not just because I was born on that day, but also because of Tachvatat. Um, that's a joke. Tachvatat's <laughs> uh, not the fact that my birthday's a fast day. So Chof uh, Sivan, Tavshin Lamed Gimel, the Rebbe writes, V'yadu'a Psak Din. You should know that there is a Psak Din. It's Allah, Ein Don Yechidi El Echad, and that's a Kaddish Baruch that a person is not allowed to judge alone, only God is allowed to judge alone. That's what ain dan yechidi. You can't judge by yourself. Ela echad. Only echad, the one who's called echad, Hashem, is allowed to judge alone. Specifically when it comes to a meisad chinuch. And the Rebbe is going to call this out a couple times, that if there's one place where he really wants one person to not be in charge, it's when there's education involved. There needs to be on hala, and it needs to be a practical on hala, that there needs to practically be a group of people running an institution, not just a menahel. And he says, there's, sure, there, you're telling me that there are some people who do things otherwise. You know, this guy who runs his Mesad, or this one who runs this organization, or this one who runs an entire region. You know how it is. I know so many people who, we, we certainly know a lot of people in Lubavitch who really do run the show themselves and listen to nobody else. So he says, in response to your question, how about all these successful people who are doing it on their own? He says, The destruction that they are going to cause, that they are causing, to themselves and to their masters through doing this, even more obligates us to understand and keep this psak din. The Rebbe says that if you see people who are running a masad by themselves, that they're doing things unilaterally, ruling by fiat, 
dictatorships. He says these sorts of things, they cannot last. They're going to destroy the message and destroy themselves. So we need to be very careful to keep this psaked in and never judge as an individual. And he says this is very simple to understand. And he says it is a it is a mitzvah to publicize this. So it's a mitzvah for us to tell people. This is not like a herda for a yachid. This isn't a herda This is the Rebbe telling us that anytime we see a message, that is, especially a Mesut Chino. Anytime we see a Mesut that is being run by one individual, it is a mitzvah to remind them that it's against the Pesach Din, it's going to destroy them and their Mesut. It's pretty strong words. I want to take a big step back in time to Tavshin Yudalid. You see a letter on your screen now from Tavshin Yudalid. This is letter Tavresh Bez, Tavresh Samaches. And here the Rebbe writes, I, I think the Rebbe is joking in this letter a little bit. If he's not, then I don't understand it fully. But I, I, I think the Rebbe is partially being sarcastic here. The Rebbe writes, you do a psak to the Mishnah, and you certainly know the psak of the Mishnah, that nobody's allowed to judge by themselves. Asher he goes, according, in my opinion, I think at least that this refers to God being the only one who's allowed to judge on their own, not some person. I think that's the Rebbe being slightly sarcastic. I don't believe that there is an opinion that that's anybody else besides a Kaddish Baruch because the Mishnah itself, I mean, the Mepharshim on the Mishnah mentioned the Meshach Rabbeinu himself was, uh, didn't judge on his own. Obviously, say, Yochid Mumche Kens, maybe it's possible he's bringing a halachic thing here, but I don't think so. I think it's a, I think it's a turn of phrase. And it's kind of obvious this is God. So unless you're God, you can't do it. Hinani, Savur. Sheim Rav Ashi, Shaigvir God of God of Yisrael Echad Bedar. It says Rav Ashi was the greatest in his generation. He was one in the entire generation. Hinani, Kasher Pasak Shaila Behema. When he passed a question on a Behema, he asked every butcher in his city for their advice when it came to an animal. So Ravashi, do you think you're as good as Ravashi? He says, certainly when it comes to somebody who is not singular in his generation. He certainly should listen to the advice of another Jew. So basically, even Ravashi was asking for advice, and you're no Ravashi. That's more or less what this letter is saying. This individual that he's writing about was going to make a decision that would have affected hundreds of Jewish children. And by the way, that does not mean that this is somebody in a government position. Uh, our school has hundreds of Jewish children. This could be someone at a relatively small Mesed Chinuch. You have a lot of kids in a lot of schools. Certainly something that's related to our Abayim. Through doing the right thing, you can either you can increase the Eskashos or decrease the Eskashos of the Rabbeim, specifically when it's a Chabad Mesod. Okay, so uh, moving along to the next letter. What we have from these past two letters is, I guess what we had from the first one is that no one's allowed to rule by fiat, particularly the Mesod Chinuch. We saw this emphasized in the second letter as well. We said that this that somebody who does this is only going to damage themselves and their Mesodists, and we said that we need to publicize this psaq. In the second letter, we pulled out that no matter how good you are, no matter how special you think you are, maybe, well, maybe I'm a very special person. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm the most experienced in this area. Maybe I have training no one else has. Maybe I have schuyas that no one else has. So maybe I should be running my mesut on my own. The answer is not unless you're Ravashi, and even then not, because even Ravashi didn't do it. So you're going to have nobody. Nobody is going to be great enough to be the exception to this rule. A really interesting letter here from uh, also our volume of Chavches. This is also Tav Shin and Gimel. The letter is Yud Tav Tav Tzadikei. It's a short letter where the Rebbe says, Push it, Shane Lekablam. What's he talking about? Look below the line. Somebody had given some ultimatums. One of the workers had said that they have to, he gave some ultimatums. One of the employees, one of the people working at the Mesa that said, you have to listen to what I'm saying about this or else. And the Rebbe said, Push it, you shouldn't listen to him. Push it, Shane Lekablam. Definitely ignore the ultimatums of your employees. That you're going to turn over all the messes, that they should all be one person's property. Only God's allowed to judge alone. What is that abbreviation? Anybody know it? Hey, Yud Lamites. 
Hyalatia? Hyalatia, probably. Shouldn't happen. Yeah, Hyalatia. Okay. That shouldn't, basically, a chas v'shal. But uh, says, a person who acts in this way will ultimately destroy their mesod. And if an individual tries to take control of the reins, even in a small way, and say that you have to listen to me or I'm out, then they're out. But certainly don't accept ultimatums from people who want to run the show entirely on their own, because an ultimatum from an individual automatically violates, violates, Moving on to the next letter. It's a little bit long, so I highlighted the part that I'm most interested in down here. But uh, we're not doing too poorly for time. I think that we can I think we can read this one. Um, yeah, this one's pretty cool. Because the Rebbe, the Rebbe calls out their bad behavior in this letter. I love when the Rebbe does that. Okay. Somebody had written to them, somebody had written the Rebbe a letter, and they wrote in there that they didn't have time to consult with their entire board. Apparently, there were seven people on this board, a guy in charge, three people who were on his side, and three people who weren't, and he conveniently didn't have time to call the three people who weren't on his side. So the Rebbe writes, Tell me you didn't have time to meet with everybody to, to come to a decision on this on this, on this this project. Shane's out stuck a cloud. This is certainly not justice. To decide on a matter that is shaykh to everybody based on one person's opinion. Seems you had time to ask another three people. You certainly had time to ask the other three. How can you tell me you didn't have time? That you had time to send me a letter and wait for an answer from me. You certainly had time to consult with other people. When it comes to the future, though, he says it's it is absolutely necessary that there be a seder when it comes to Chabad things. Each person can't just do whatever they want. It's even when it comes to G'daylum, it says in the Pasuk that salvation only comes through great counsel. On our Mishnah, don't judge alone. Here is about God, not about somebody else. Only God's allowed to judge alone. You need a board. Specifically, when it comes to, oh, excuse me, certainly when it comes to, will allow for the fact, when it comes to individual matters, it is a, it is normal custom uh, that you'll judge on your own. He's saying, look, every time you want to brush your teeth, you don't have to ask a shayla. Uh, we understand when it comes to matters that affect only the individual, they're not going to counsel their friends for every move they make. But not when things are shayla, when it has to do with a lot of people, you're not allowed to do things alone. This is an Israeli politics thing in here. I'm going to skip right now. Jump there. Pasha. This is very important. He says, certainly I'm not saying here that this isn't, that this is taking away from the I'm not saying that the guy in charge doesn't deserve his spot or that he's not putting all of his life into it. Look at that. He's saying, this is the excuse you hear a lot, right? You hear when people want to run things entirely on their own, they say, look, I put my heart and soul into this. I'm the most involved person. I'm the person who uh, stands to gain and stands to lose the most. I'm the most passionate about it. Shouldn't I be in charge? And the Rebbe goes, no. The fact that you are the most involved, the fact that you have all of your chayas, and it does not mean that you're allowed to run the show on your own. Rebbe shall dictatoria. You're not allowed to be a dictator just because you are the most invested. You still need other people. Everybody needs people. Um, right, I think I got everything I wanted out of that letter. We need a Seder in Chabad. Uh, even people who put their life and soul into something can't be dictators. Okay, moving on to the next letter. We have two more letters on our roster, and then we'll talk. This letter here is from Tavshin Yud Zion. 
And the Rebbe here is very surprised that somebody had been running a Mesut up until now as an individual. Lepela Ktas. Okay, not very surprised. A little surprised. Lepela Ktas. I'm a little surprised. You had your Mesut in a certain location. These places, these Mesut of yours, they were being run by one individual. Because Look at that Lashon. There's no room for this. There's no room for one person running a Mesut. This is not allowed al Pitera, and it's also not allowed al Piseichel. It is logically not a smart idea. No one's greater than Mesha, and you do what it says in Chazal, and he quotes all the Makaris in Chazal, where it says not to do things all by yourself. He says, He goes, since you're telling me in your letter you're going to fix other problems, I expect you to fix this problem too, other problems as soon as possible. Certainly, I hope you'll do this in a way of and an increased blessing. Last letter we're going to look at is a very long letter, so we're not going to read all of it, but I did send you the links so you can read all of it. I'm just going to read you this excerpt from this last letter on our page. This is Krach Yudalef. This is Gimel Shin Tzadik. And again, same topic that we've been talking about, but again, said slightly differently. And uh, what I think is most important about this letter is here's the first time that Rebbe gives a reason why. So up until now, I don't really have a reason why, Enadan Yechidi, besides the fact that it's a psak din and a Mishnah. I mean, that's a good reason, but is there any, that Rebbe keeps saying that the logic, that logically it makes no sense for you to judge all by yourself. Maybe because you won't make good decisions if you don't have outside counsel. That's not really what the Rebbe says here. He said, that we can see very clearly, the Rebbe says basically in this paragraph that the reason why you need outside help is because you love yourself, and because you love yourself, you're going to frequently make bad decisions that don't reflect well on everybody else, which explains, by the way, why he says this specifically shaykh to the klal, is if you're influencing, if, you, if your decisions matter to a whole lot of different people, then you can't be the final decision maker because you're one of those people. Every single person has an Indian of loving themselves. Certainly this person's natural love they have for themselves will, live, will lead them to desiring things that will help them fulfill their love for themselves. Basically, what I want, what I'm going to want things that help me because I love me. And these desires, they can mislead the seichel of this person. They can mislead their seichel. says, basically, even very suspect thoughts can become prominent in these cases, and even more powerful than a sheikhat itself, even more powerful than a bribe in and of itself. Somebody can, uh, through the desire that they have to take care of themselves, end up making decisions, and that desire they have to take care of themselves can be even more damaging than handing somebody a bribe straight up. What is the best advice for this? There's only one piece of advice to get around the fact that you love yourself. That is not to rely on your own ratzin, not to rely on your own das, and even not to rely on your own seichel. This is so important here. Even though it seems to you that the things that you're saying are the only way when it comes to Kedusha and Tahara, and that there's no other option, you're fighting for religion itself. You think you're definitely on the side of right. A person can't consider themselves. I think that's maybe Mesim and there's a title. Basically, even when you're sure you're completely right, even when you're sure you're fighting for the side of 
purity and holiness and truth, you still need an outside opinion because you might be wrong. You might be self-serving. And a person needs a person needs checks and balances, especially when they're running a message. So to sum up all of the things that we got from these letters, I made a little list on my own notes of some major points. We have uh, that nobody's allowed to rule by fiat. No dictators, especially in a message, especially when it comes to the klal. And this is alpiteira and also alpiseichel. It is halacha and it is also logical. When people act this way, it destroys them and their maestas. We saw this in a few letters. The Rebbe said in our first letter that we need to publicize this Pesach of the Mishnah and tell people if they are running their maestas this way to stop, uh, which will make, uh, will make us a lot of friends. <laughs> the Seder in Chabad means that a person has an advisory board of some kind. That's what it means to have a Seder in Chabad. He said that in one of the previous letters. Um, he says, no one is so great that they're exempt from this rule. See Ravashi. No one is so dedicated that they're exempt from this rule. See the Meretz and Chayas letter. And no cause is so great that it's exempt from this rule. See the Kedusha and Tara letter. Uh, we don't accept ultimatums from one employee because that is also a kind of das yachid. Um, we uh, we shouldn't tell it. We should never say we didn't have time to consult with other people because there's always time. Uh, it's hard to believe that there's not that there's time to get things done, but not time to ask a question. And of course, we mentioned here the reason why because a person isn't trustworthy when it comes to themselves. We love ourselves too much to make decisions on our own. Everybody needs a couple of friends, ideally a couple of friends who are good advisors. Okay, that's it. Let's talk.